Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In sub-Saharan Africa... If your baby is born with fair skin, it might seem unusual, a biological curiosity. But for albinos, people who are born without pigmentation in their skin, hair and eyes, being born in that part of the world can prove to be a curse. People with albinism in most African countries live in fear in their own societies. Albinos are thought to be ghosts, haunted beings, routinely targeted in heinous attacks motivated by superstition. Now, with all the fear and misinformation caused by the spread of coronavirus, in some parts of Africa, people are embracing superstition over science and blaming the virus on albinos. The virus is all over because of these people. They should go back from where they come from. I belong here in my country. I was born here and somebody is telling me to go wherever I come from, that I came with corona, that I am corona. For a community already under threat, COVID-19 has brought a whole new level of danger. People believe that their body parts have got special magical powers. Rumours about their magical powers are having deadly consequences. Children and women and men were being chopped apart for their body parts and used in potions. The limbs, organs and hair of an albino can sell for 1,000 US dollars. Why, in some parts of southern Africa, are albinos being attacked and blamed for COVID-19? You're listening to Stories of Our Times from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Manveen Rana. Today the albinos being hunted in Africa. South Africa, where another new variant of coronavirus is causing alarm. Scientists say initial evidence suggests it's more infectious than other versions of the virus. The B1351 variant was first detected in South Africa in December. It spread quickly there and appears to be at least 50% more contagious. Back in January, South Africa was recording an average of 19,000 infections a day. Now, the cases of coronavirus in the country have finally fallen. But one group of people, those suffering from albinism, have been hardest hit, often being blamed for the virus. People with albinism have got unique features in their bodies that really make it difficult for them, especially in Africa where the climate is quite hot. That's Robert Shivambu, the South African media manager at Amnesty International. They are very much vulnerable to skin cancer. Their average life expectancy here is just 40 years. 
In fact, we're dealing with cases of uh, maybe three-year-olds with albinism who have got cancer. A lot of times you find that they don't live beyond the age of 40, those who are poor, because they don't have means to be able to take care of their skin. Albinism is a genetic condition that causes babies to be born with distinctive characteristics, pale skin, hair and eyes, and quite often poor vision. Albinos in sub-Saharan Africa often face discrimination and abandonment because of their condition. The United Nations says that albinism condition is disability because they cannot effectively work for themselves. And and I'm talking about those who work in in hard labor systems or environments because they they, they are very vulnerable to cancer and all those kind of things. How many albinos are there in sub-Saharan Africa? How prevalent is the condition? We don't have reliable studies in terms of the exact number of the albinism on the African continent. And I'll tell you why, because a lot of countries are not really up to date in terms of their national stats. In Malawi, where we have done a lot of work, we know that there's a population of about seven to 10,000 people with albinism in the country. So we know that in other countries like Tanzania, we are told that there's one person with albinism in a population of about 1,500. So we don't have reliable studies, but it's quite a reasonable number of people with albinism on the continent who are basically discriminated in society because uh, there are superstitious beliefs in society. People believe that people with albinism, they don't die, they disappear. They believe that if you have sex with a baby with albinism, you are going to get cured of your HIV. If you sell body parts of people with albinism, you are going to get money. It's not true. And this myth is causing a lot of suffering for people with albinism because they are discriminated, they are targeted. The leader had a machete, a torch and a bottle. He started to cut me up. He totally cut off this arm and gave it to the man with him. I was being slaughtered like a goat. They live in fear in their communities because people believe that their body parts have got special magical powers. There is a deeply held belief that using their body parts brings prosperity and success. How old are some of those superstitions? How far back does this go? Because it doesn't sound like something out of the modern era. We have been living with these stereotypes for quite some time. And what is shocking is that if you go to other parts of the world, you find that people with albinism exist with anyone because people understand that, you know, albinism is just a skin condition. These superstitious beliefs or myths are very, very old. Uh, They are are driven by traditional healers peddling rumours that there's a market for body parts of people with albinism. I mean, it's clearly a horrendous situation for a lot of albinos in Africa. But what impact has COVID-19 had? As it is right now, the situation is quite bad. COVID-19 is causing such a strain in the healthcare system. Hospitals are full. They are no longer taking admissions. They're no longer taking admissions into hospitals. Absolutely. So if you go to the hospital now with COVID-19 symptoms or something else, they will tell you to go to the pharmacy or to go and get a test somewhere because hospitals are full. More than 270,000 cases, South Africa has one of the highest rates of infection in the world. The government says people are not following the rules and there's concern that health facilities can't cope. 
there are people who are dying in their homes because they are being turned back from hospitals, being told that they need to go back home and look after themselves. Some people are found decomposed. The system is not coping at all. Hospitals are full. There's a minister who tested positive for COVID-19. He had to go to the government military hospital to get the test because he couldn't get any private hospital. That minister has since died. Here in South Africa's security guards cover for absent medical staff, just a handful of doctors and nurses are left. Overwhelmed. Coronavirus is creating such a huge tension because there's a battle for resources. South Africa is one of the most unequal countries in the world. So you've got people who don't have anything. They basically survive on informal economy. They have to be selling tomatoes to earn a living. I can just give you an example of Deep Sloot here in northern Johannesburg. It's an informal settlement. They are forced to be in risky areas where they can easily get COVID-19. President Cyril Ramaphosa announced new restrictions for South Africa, where Robert lives, ahead of the Easter weekend. In a national address on Tuesday, the president said the country had seen a decline in hospitalizations and deaths in recent weeks, but curfews were still in place. So we, we are caught in this dilemma that government is trying to balance the spread of COVID-19 by making restrictions in the economy that are making it difficult for poor people to make a living or to survive. You know, with that as a backdrop, with the virus running out of control, people suffering and dying, and all the economic tensions too, that this is just exacerbating. Tell me a bit about albinos and how they're dealing with it. If you look at countries like Tanzania, if you look at countries like Malawi, South Africa, you find that, you know, people with albinism are easily targeted in society because of these superstitions. Like Malawi, for example, people go as far as going and dig their graves. They dig up graves of albinos. Dead albino bodies are taken out of their graves to steal and sell their parts. When these people have died, because people believe that they can be able to still use their bones when they are dead. We have dealt with cases where... Criminal gangs are actively looking for people with albinism in the country. Sometimes they go to the houses and grab babies with albinism at night. People believe that these people are not normal people. They are a curse to families. So we've had a story in Malawi, a father telling us that there were people who were coming to him saying that he must get rid of his baby because that baby is a curse. So they kept on coming back looking for that baby. We have dealt with another case in the border in Malawi next close to Mozambique. David Machinjiri was a young boy who had crossed Mozambique because the border system in Malawi in most parts of Africa is such that you can just cross the street and you are now in Mozambique from Malawi. That boy was just playing with his friends and he was disappeared and he was later found with dismembered body parts. I mean, that's shocking. You, you described a trade in the body parts. What is the demand? Why do people want the body parts of albinos? In certain countries, as Amnesty International, and this is informed by the investigation that we have done, our report in 2016 clearly states that attacks on people with albinism happen during the hunger season because Southern Africa is such a, is a drought-prone region. So you find that during the drought, people think and they look at 
people with albinism as the people that they can just simply kill and get their body parts and go to to and go and sell their body parts because they believe that there's a market for this whereas there's no market so during hunger times when there there's drought we see a spike in cases of killings of people with albinism and we strongly believe that it's linked with the fact that people believe that they can be able to make money but also during elections in certain countries there are some people in politics who believe that they can boost their chances of winning elections by using body parts of people with albinism as lucky charms I mean that's really shocking. So people now in this day and age in parts of Africa who are running for political office would buy the body parts of albinos as a lucky charm because they think they're more likely to win. These are some of the bizarre things that people believe about people with albinism and of course without having evidence because these things don't work. There is a history of superstition surrounding them. How does that play out now in the modern world? I mean what sort of cases have you heard of? So Basically the problem is that people see people with albinism here on the African continent as some kind of mysterious people. It's also it makes life difficult for families that have given birth to people with albinism. We have dealt with cases where you find some within the family have conspired to get rid of a person with albinism. So that's how bad the situation is. We'll have more in just a moment. Get to the heart of the stories that matter every day with the Times and the Sunday Times. Subscribe today and get one month free. Visit thetimes.co.uk/storiesofourtimes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In 4 weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose 1 to 2 pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But they are rejected in employment sector because of their color. They reject you because of your color. You apply for an interview, you do the interview, and then because you have albinism, you're told, "No, we'll call you later." Because of your color, because of your faith. Cosmas Maduhu is an albino, an activist, and a lawyer living in Tanzania. 
He's had to deal with discrimination and the risks that come with being albino in Africa all his life. And now he's trying to advocate for others who are in the same position. A father was involved in that. We had one case where a father was involved in selling his biological son. And when the case appeared before the High Court, the wife was scared of appearing as a witness to give evidence against the husband. At the moment that I'm talking to you, the father is now in jail. The boy has albinism. Both his two hands were chopped off by the perpetrators. When victims have to recount their stories in court and identify the people who attacked them, their testimonies are often dismissed on the grounds that albinos have poor vision. The advocates from the opponent... The advocates used to tell us, you have poor vision. Now, how did you identify the assailant? And therefore, some cases are dismissed. We are dismissed. In 1928, Tanzania set up the Witchcraft Act, which recognised the deep-seated roots of witchcraft in Tanzanian culture. Within the law was a clause which made exemptions for what it described as instruments of witchcraft. It opened up a legal loophole that's been used by people who buy and sell albino body parts to justify their killings. The law was only amended in 2009, but despite that, the killings have continued. We met the politicians. We went to, the we went to Parliament and met more than 400 members of Parliament, and we told them, please, there are some laws which are now outdated legislation. Please, we have to make sure this law is amended. Please. With that backdrop of superstition and persecution, the pandemic has exacerbated the problems for people with albinism. Coronavirus has really added to their problems. As a result of COVID-19 measures to restrict movement of the people, this has had a negative effect for people with albinism. They were locked in family uh, settings and homes with people who are sometimes targeting them. Criminal gangs who are moving around, they knew that they could easily walk into a home because they know that people were always at home and just grab someone with albinism. I explained that people with albinism are vulnerable to skin cancer. They always go to the clinic to get the remedy to be able to look after their skin. During lockdown, they, they are unable to move around freely. They also have to delay appointments with doctors. Amnesty International urges Southern African governments to ensure the protection and well-being of persons with albinism who are increasingly vulnerable amid the COVID-19 crisis. We are hearing stories that people with albinism are sometimes blamed for COVID-19. We just stopped at this bus stop and there was this guy. Irene George lives in Tanzania and suffers from albinism. She's experienced years of discrimination because of her condition. He appeared, so he was like, you, Corona. And it hit me that he was referring to me, saying that, you guys, you are the ones who are bringing this virus to us. We didn't have this. You should go back where you're coming from. Like, as if I was, I was the virus and I, I was the one who brought it to the people and it just hit me. We are not surprised because of that, because we have seen there's a trend uh, historically 
people with albinism are seen as some kind of strange people who are to blame for all kinds of problems that are going on in society. So I think it goes back to the myths around uh, HIV and AIDS. People saying that when you, you, you sleep with a person with albinism or you have sex with a person with albinism, you are going to get cured. We just want to say again that, you know, people with albinism are just like any other person. Uh, in fact, they are more vulnerable to COVID-19 because they are not the strongest in terms of their skin and many other things. So this COVID-19 could have a, a negative e effect on them. It got worse. Like there at the time in the middle of the day and I was crossing the street and there were kids, they were teenagers playing and uh, they started calling me. So they were like, you guys, you come with the corona. We sick because of you. And they were like mocking me in that way. You know? And I finally realized that people are actually calling me corona. How did that make you feel, to know that people were calling you coronavirus? I just realized that as a person with albinism, I've faced this. So it means other people are facing that. And it hasn't been once or twice. In another situation, I met this woman. She was with a friend and they were talking behind my back. And they're walking and they are saying that, uh, these people, they are bringing corona to us. We should be careful. So they were referring to me in front of them and they didn't care much about how I felt. And increasingly, we are seeing that the manifestation of deep-rooted, erroneous cultural beliefs, you know, is indicative of the fact that there's a lot that still needs to be done. Governments are failing. I think we can make a link between the failure of government to be able to look after the security of people with albinism. Because the fact that these kind of things are still happening today and we're still talking about these cases is a clear indication and demonstration that governments have failed. So we have seen prosecutions in certain countries, including here in South Africa, Malawi and Tanzania, for people who have been convicted for, for these crimes and sent to prison. But this is in, not enough because you still have the case in certain countries of people with albinism who have been killed are largely not resolved. Even the United Nations has accepted that people with albinism are facing extinction in society because they are being targeted for their body parts and this is fueling impunity. So governments could do a lot in resolving of these cases so that it can send the message to society that anyone who attacks people with albinism is going to be sent to jail. Irene, what would you say to the people who are spreading these rumours, people who blame people with albinism for coronavirus? I mean, as human beings, we are not supposed to think about other people that way or treating them that way or believing that they are the ones who are bringing whatever that we are facing right now. These are the times that we could be helping each other. So that there's a still perceptions and beliefs and people have various perspectives towards people with albinism. I've been one of the victims that have been called Corona because of my color, because of my skin condition which is not right. 
I'm a human being, a person with albinism, and I don't think it's right for anybody to treat me other way. I just, I just don't think it's the right thing. Amnesty continues to report instances of murder and kidnap of people with albinism, including the recent attempted abduction of a 12-year-old girl in Malawi. You've been listening to Stories of Our Times with me, Manveen Rana, and my guests, Robert Shivambu, Media Manager for Amnesty International in South Africa, Cosmas Maduhu, a lawyer and activist who suffers from albinism, and Irene George, who has the same condition. The producer today was Myra Anubi. The executive producer is Poppy Damon, and sound design was by Carla Patella. If there's a story that you'd like us to look into, any ideas for future episodes, or any thoughts on what you've just heard, then please do send us an email to storiesofourtimes at thetimes.co.uk. See you tomorrow. Subscribe today and get one month free at thetimes.co.uk forward slash stories of our times. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.